When you said emer- emergency on the line, I was thinking like like Austin's like choking on a hot dog or something. But what you mean <laughs> yeah. is like the technology fails. But also correct. Yeah. 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 But also in case the audio is much better, funny with the you know we get his <laughs> we get his hot dog choke and high death. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So embarrassing. <laughs> Let me tell you about my family. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for coming back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm your host, Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And with us today is our best guest, the bestest guest, better than all the rest, is Miss Annie Jansen. (laughs) Hello. That's a, a real sort of inflammatory statement if any of our other guests listen to this episode. I think it's pretty safe to say that there were no feelings will be hurt today. They're going to be like, wait a minute, who the hell are you saying is better than... Oh, it's Annie. Well, you're right. Welcome back to the show, Annie. Aww. Thank you. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, we had you on uh, uh, way back in the day when we were doing Cyber Six for, a, for the first oh, time ever. We yes. were looking at Cyber Six, the very That's beginning right. of Cyber oh, Six. Oh, I got to re- recommend that to someone recently because oh, of my experience on Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We were my, I'm the GSA advisor what at my high school. What was the sales pitch? It was, we were watching, all of the kids who were in GSA love anime. And so I was like, hey, what's some good gay anime? And they were like, let's watch Yuri, <laughs> watch Yuri on Ice. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, what about Cyber Six? Because remember how like gender bending and they were uh-huh. like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. So they were they were very impressed. They're very nice. impressed. I, what, yeah. what do you think the Venn diagram there looks like with the GSA and anime nerds? Is it pretty? Is it pretty much just a Listen, circle? It's just a circle. It's just a circle. It's a very, yep, yep. It's a, just a circle. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a, yeah, it is. It's a. I had no idea either. I was like, "Hey guys, what do you want to do next week? Do you want to like make friendship bracelets or like talk about current events?" And they were like, "No, we want to watch anime and eat popcorn." It's like awesome. I'm ready to waste some heavy opinions on Shinji Akari. Teach. <laughs> hey, send me recommendations because I don't. I am a. That yeah. all sounds like yeah. gobbledygook to me. <laughs> I, I was busy getting a perfect sex straight American. <laughs> <laughs> I was winning footballs and slamming ass that I was doing in high school. Getting straight A's from the teachers who were too afraid to flunk me. Or the football team would go down in flames. Like a real King Arthur and the Knights of Justice there. Yeah. Oh. So, guys, there's a holiday coming up this coming weekend. And it's not one that I traditionally celebrate. But, uh, you know, maybe I should. What do you guys do? Do you guys Maybe have anything special that you so. do for Earth Day? Uh, when I was when I was a when I was the 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 head of when I was the head of high school, uh, <laughs> what I would <laughs> you were high school the, king. I don't even know the right terms for what being a participating in high school is. <laughs> when I was the boss of my high school, uh, we did those tree planting sometimes plant some trees dog you know but that might have been more mm-hmm. i don't remember if it was arbor day or earth day that we did the tree planting maybe both mm. maybe mm. i planted two trees a year in my youth wow <laughs> oh you're crazy you. <laughs> i plant upwards of two trees a year 
<laughs> I do think Arbor Day needs to get its shit together because Earth Day is pretty self-explanatory, but I think Arbor Day is really just kind of wasting mm-hmm. our time until it gets a new cool thing. Well, it's mostly just for nerds to, to you know, know that they, they, they're they the only ones who know that it's about trees. Yeah. Mm. And all the cool kids I are feel, like, well, I feel like... I don't want to go to the harbor. Not harbor, Chad. <laughs> harbor Day. Harbor Day. You're harbor saying day? it's not Harbor Day? <laughs> I picture like a like a grape arbor or like and know, all the like longshoremen your... take their hats off and throw them on the ground. <laughs> arbor Day. It arbor. is Arbor Day. <laughs> Annie, did you say a grape arbor? What the? What, what do you? Yeah, what do you... you know, like a one of those like a it's like a lumber thing that goes in your backyard and it doesn't have a roof on it, but it's like, it's fancy, like a pergola? fancy people. Fancy people have fancy people have them in their yards. All right, oh, the fancy lads. Not not me, not me and my fellow longshoremen. We're salt of the earth types. <laughs> We're still Rory, really gotta, sore about Harbor Day. <laughs> Rory, you gotta pick one. Are you the boss of all high school or are you a salty longshoreman? I'm both. <laughs> I didn't go to college. I went to trade school <laughs> and then I became a longshoreman. <laughs> So we're celebrating Earth Day on Saturday morning Tuesdays here, this this wonderful fine Tuesday. Uh, and we decided that we wanted to watch a couple very appropriate shows and pick a, pick some episodes that we could find to watch. Uh, Austin, what's the first show that we're watching today? Oh, boy, I'm so glad you asked. The first show that we're watching is, you guys, you know the movie Free Willy. You know that great mm-hmm. 1993 movie, Free Willy? That's the one about the whale that jumps over the boy and he does that very good punch, right? The whale mm-hmm. jumps over the... <laughs> yeah, he does that <laughs> incredible punch. Uh, he punches the whale so hard that the whale flies up into the air and lands in the sea. Uh, and so they made a show based on this this punch. They made a show based on this movie, Free Willy. Um and it's Free Willy, the animated series. They had to tweak it a little bit. They had to make some adjustments to make it be serialized, I think, right? Yeah, they made some mm. adjustments. We will get very <laughs> deep into once we start talking about the show. But just uh, be aware that this is bonkers. Um, yeah. So the first one okay. watches Free Willy. And yeah. uh, the second show, let's see who am I going to call on. Maybe uh, Annie, what's the other show that we watched today? We watched Captain Planet. Uh, season Ooh. three, episode one. Season three, episode uh-huh. one is a greenhouse gas. Greenhouse planet. Greenhouse planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and this this was incredibly fun, too. Both <laughs> oh, of these yeah. episodes were dynamite, as the kids say. They don't mm-hmm. really anymore. They don't do that. Yeah, I put a stopper after I graduated high school. I said I had to retire all my good words. <laughs> all my very fun catchphrases had to be put to, put out. Put to you had to make room for all that all that seed jargon that you were going to learn yeah. in trade school. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. mostly all. It's pretty much all you learn in longshoreman school is all the a lot of fun nautical mm-hmm. to, a lot of fun nautical slang. A lot of choice oaths. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's kind of what we were doing today. It's a it's a fun special episode. I'm sorry if you were really digging Sky Hunks and you're like, why are we interrupting it? I just want to I want the show to become just all about Sky Hunks forever. We're getting right back to five more weeks of Sky Hunks as soon as we're done here. But uh, you know, we wanted we wanted to do a little bit of a palate cleanser. This and is a day for Mother Earth. This is a day for Gaia. For Gaia. This is a day for, for for Whoopi Goldberg. You know, for Madam Whoopsie. Madam Whoopsies. She I think, was. I think it's I think it's still Whoopi in season three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For, for Gaia. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was uh, her name on Star Trek? Wasn't it close to Gaia? Gynan. It was oh, Gaia. Yeah. So oh. she's playing, she, 
She's just playing. She's being typecast a little bit there by name. <laughs> typecast as characters <laughs> whose names start with guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um let's leap out of the water and dive right in. Well, if you would hold me like the River Jordan uh, and the rest of that that song from the end of Free Willy, uh, because we are watching the animated series of Free Willy. We're watching season two, episode seven, Turmoil. Um, But first, before we go into the episode summary itself, uh, just a little recap here on Free Willy, Um, because Free Willy, as we know, is a boy named Jesse who loves his his whale at the the aquarium uh, tries to set he tries to set this killer whale William uh tries to set William free into the ocean where he got to say his full name is his name is free will free will yes <laughs> which i'm sure most children um did we all watch free willy as a kid oh big yes. time i watched at least oh, yeah. two as well yeah, like ninety some nineties kids will remember. Um, <laughs> you know, Free Willy was was a, a, a crucial part of the um eco mania Pantheon. I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. The the Pantheon of like classic films you own on VHS. Yes. <laughs> that like every mm-hmm. every household owns in their like wood VHS like TV cabinet is like a copy of Free <laughs> Willy and Aladdin and I think Maybe homework bound. Noisy plastic clamshell. Yeah, you gotta have homework bound. Yeah. You gotta have your Milo and Otis. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sandlot. But Sandlot. Yeah. You might have Sandlot. Alaska. Maybe that one's a little bit of a. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not have that one. Possibly you have Alaska. Beethoven. Who beat Hoven. Beethoven? Beethoven. Oh, the very yeah. good, sure. big funny, that yeah. big sure. fuzzy dog. If you were mm-hmm. in my house, you had a copy mm-hmm. of a Goofy movie. Oh, you definitely had Airbud. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Goofy movie. So, so Free so Willy, Free Willy was a really big, good one. Um, and mm-hmm. to I think I mean, everyone's surprised they they made they made a cartoon based off of it. Um, also a fun thing that I found out, Andy, that you'll be disappointed here if you didn't already know this was that when they canceled canceled Sonic Sadam, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, it was to replace it with the Free Willy cartoon. <laughs> you can't do that to me on air. You can't tell yeah. me that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Andy. Your favorite Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon was canceled in favor of this incredibly <laughs> bullshit <laughs> whale cartoon. You don't. You don't get to just tell me something like that, and like you got to give me time. Oh no, it's you've like got him acting. You've upset him so much. Yeah. He's acting. I'm not acting. <laughs> this is upsetting as fuck. You are making. You're making our little actor child act. He's. Yeah, he's, well, he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's putting on his dancing upset. boots now. <laughs> <laughs> let's get more upset. I'm so upset. I, I gotta the... go put my tap shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> let's get more upset, and I'll read the plot of just sort of this whole show and how it deviates. If you notice something that deviates a little bit from the movie, um, 
you'll know. Um, <laughs> Jesse, age 14, has been adopted by his foster parents, the Greenwood, and they have moved from Seattle to the Pacific P- Coast. He is given a job at the Misty Oceanic Reserve, a local wildlife rescue and research institute where Randolph, his Native American mentor from the movie, now works. In the first episode, Jesse discovers he has the ability to talk to animals and understand their speech. <laughs> Randolph, a Haida, explains that he is a truth talker. This revelation allows for Willie and the other sea creatures featured in the show to have full personalities and more prominent roles in the key plot events. Jesse and Randolph work with Mr. Noggle, the head biologist, and Marlene, a research assistant. Can we, can we pause for a second to see that they've given him, like, spirit talking and an Indian mentor as, like, a good thing? This allows them to give more yeah. prominent roles to animals. Yeah, you can hear the studios <laughs> patting, patting themselves on the back. Yeah. Like, like, wow, we really solved this problem. Representation matters, and before us, nobody could give a talking role to an orca. <laughs> and the oscar goes to <laughs> oh um, shit so uh, uh marlene a research assistant who are studying einstein a dolphin and lucille a seal teaching them behavioral communication with normal humans the main villain of the series similar in personality to captain ahab is a cyborg called the machine who holds <laughs> willie responsible for the loss of an arm and part of his face it was initially implied that Willie had bitten them off, but a flashback revealed that a submarine was destroyed upon encountering Willie, hurling him into another ship's screw propeller. His appearance recalls Locutus of Borg in The Phantom of the Opera, when not yeah, using his new they submarine let, they to create let just environmental anybody havoc. edit the fucking Wikipedia page. He, yeah. His appearance <laughs> recalls Locutus of Borg in The Phantom of the Opera, which are two things that I really like in my personal life, and I wanted to just type into this page that no one else is looking at. Like, but that does kind of sound like Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, you <remember> well. <laughs> um, then I'm not going to read the rest of the synopsis here, but I will also mention that it, it says that uh, the machine has also created four green slimy synthetic henchmen called amphinids from inanimate toxic waste. He's got goo buddies and <laughs> really pretty funny. Um, of all the yeah. show's great transgressions, I kind of like the little goo boys. <laughs> <laughs> the little goopy boys. I, I think at one point, at one point, the machine calls one of them "you toxic beanbag." <laughs> yes, there are some really great euphemisms for these goo boys. Uh, yeah, they do, they do get goo shamed for the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so let's cover so we watched season two episode seven we jumped into season two because season two is free on youtube and season mm-hmm. one costs mm-hmm. money to buy so uh so you're welcome we figured, that's a bucket yeah, in welcome. your pocket we uh we simplified things a little bit and we picked an episode later uh in the show so uh our episode is episode seven it's called turmoil uh which is a pun on oil uh, which is very funny. Now the blurb goes, Marlene's <laughs> former teacher, Dr. Elliot has created a new formula called an oil solidification formula to permanently stop oil spills. Unfortunately, the machine hears about the formula and starts making plans for its use. Like I, I have to, we have to imagine that this is pretty emblematic of what the whole show is, right? Yeah. Like, like we're given one episode here to kind of judge the whole show. But it felt it felt very much like the the blueprint for what they do every time, every week on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, they, that seems fair. They roll in somewhere. There's a very you know topical thing going on with like the the, the, the most base <laughs> coasting on the surface of scientific knowledge that they can write into the script, 
And then the machine shows up to try and uh, like razz them a lot and, and use it for money mm-hmm. or personal gain. And I, I imagine that just repeats every time. But you know what I have to say is that the machine is the one character that I liked the most. He's a good villain. He's so good. He's just, he's so out <laughs> of guys, place. Free Willy <laughs> fights cyborgs. I, you can't get better well, than that. He's the only human robot hybrid. So, I mean, yeah. He's gonna be. He's got to be special, you know. He, he's an yeah. endangered species that we should be protecting. Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> That's the ultimate reveal, right? In the end of the show, right? Is that the cyborg was the was the endangered species all along? God. We we uh, we should really briefly talk. We don't, we don't have to say much about it because it's not that remarkable. But the the intro song, the opening song for this is like some kind of James Taylor wannabe song. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. all about Soft like guitar. Like, we need mm-hmm. each other, sister and brother. As long as you're free, Willie, my heart has a home. Like, okay. It's it's really trying to tug on heartstrings. And then it ends with that shot of Willie jumping over the kid, and he punches. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very inspirational. So the main, the main like, MacGuffin here is that this, this doctor, Dr. Albert Elliot? Dr. Albert Elliot. Elliot. Has uh, has created some sort of magical formula that I'm not sure. I think it, it mostly is a gas, but sometimes it's a liquid. It's hard to say, and it turns oil to solid form. Uh, it makes it into uh, orange stuff. Orange it looks chips. like peanut brittle. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reason that I love the machine so much, maybe it's just this episode. Maybe his plots aren't always as fun, but his plot this time around is to cause oil spills like his his grand plan is that he's going to cause oil spills and then like through some kind of protection racket he's going to have this formula and sell it to towns that like like have the oil spills happen million dollars (laughs) (laughs) for 10 fucking million dollars like (laughs) and then he said he says something like dr elliot has shown me there's a fortune to be made in oil spilled oil (laughs) (laughs) um okay also the linchpin of of the machine's entire operation is that he is going to put on a fake disguise and and look like dr elliot in public Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm sorry but if you're a cyborg if you've got metal shit on your hand and face the one thing you don't get to do is disguise like people (laughs) you don't get that ability anymore that doesn't work well, we're at some yeah. point. Also, also, um, the machine like looked like probably six inches taller than Doctor Elliot. Yeah, he's got and a like, good foot on Doctor Elliot. How did he do that? How did he do that? <laughs> he appears to have a lot, that? a lot of really intense technology. Like his submarine has a tractor beam that can drag a whole oil tanker. Mm-hmm. He can make a perfect latex mm-hmm. mask that fools you up close into thinking he's someone else. Mm-hmm. If he's got all this high tech bullshit. Why does he need to be following an orca and its friends to get like rich mm-hmm. quick? He could be he's just being so a normal entrepreneur. Orca. Yeah, that's true. It's rage. It's rage that fuels him. Like Captain Ahab mm-hmm. have or Locutus of Borg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so the, the beginning of the episode, though, takes, <laughs> takes place on a local news program. 
uh, where Dr. Elliot goes on this local channel to talk about his incredible miracle cure for oil spills. This like giant breakthrough um, on a local news brief. And, and then, yeah, and the reporter has a really great mustache like Tom Selleck. He does. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good mustache. <laughs> so cute. So they cute. go in. They have like when I was in high line. school, I had a pretty good mustache. Did you? It came in when I was fourteen. It came in mm-hmm. full when I was fourteen, and I. Oh, <laughs> that's when they made you king. Mm-hmm. That's when they made me the king of the king of the school. Oh, high school. That's when you. They saw when your mustache, four, and they, they were saw like, the that's eighth the grader with. They saw an eighth grader with a great mustache, and they were like, "Well, we got to bring him up to the mm-hmm. big leagues. This guy's been playing in the minors. He's ready. He's ready." <laughs> they, they do a lead-in line though, where they're like, "Who's gonna watch a local news channel? Nobody's watching this." <laughs> and then they pan out to reveal that the machine is indeed watching, you know, WCAN mm-hmm. in the morning or whatever. You know, like. <laughs> uh, we should talk a little bit about Jesse, this this kid, uh, yeah. because his response to watching this news program and hearing about this miracle thing that's going to, you know, save hundreds and thousands of sea animals and all sorts of stuff. His response is. That science dude is going to make mega bucks. Mega bucks. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I don't know why anyone keeps I love, this kid I love around. Marlene's, yeah. Marlene's response is really funny, though. She's like, I should know he's not trying to enrich himself. I took a summer class from him once. <laughs> and him for like two months. You know he's oh, he's no, a good guy because he took a summer class from him. Yeah, she takes one summer intensive with a guy, and like later when she's like mm-hmm. she finds out that he's doing okay, she's like hugging him like a father figure. It's like, mm, yeah, I don't know. He probably cast your check for the summer intensive and forgot your name. Uh, <laughs> look, look, I don't know. He's got, he's got that beard going on. He's a bit of a bit of he's a, a bit, bit of a, a professor's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you think she's, she thinks she's got a thing for Mr. Elliot, Mr. D- Mr. Dr. Elliot. The yeah, uh, maybe, maybe he's, uh, he's really, uh, you know, spilling that oil. <laughs> oh <Ooh>. God! <laughs> what? No, don't look at that too much. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse, Jesse seems kind of worthless to me. He's just sort of like this. This <laughs> he talks to animals. <laughs> he's just he that's all he does though. <laughs> And he talks to animals in in a very white savior kind of situation. This is the real world where nobody else can talk to animals. There's a cyborg and a talking <laughs> a boy who talks to animals. These people are incredible. <laughs> Everybody else is just normals. <laughs> and so he's like, but what do the animals do? Like, we've got two animals that feature really heavily. We've got Willie and we've got uh, Lucille. Lucille, yeah. Which, oh, by the and- way, I didn't until the end. <laughs> She's a seal. Lucille. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's, she is kind of incredible. She's such a, um, unironic version of, of a thing that will be parodied for the next 20 years is this sort of mm. horribly out of place, optimistic, like talking character that talks that shouldn't talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the epitome of, of like a kid's show Saturday morning cartoon, like, when people will joke about making something into a Saturday morning cartoon, like, Oh, it's, you know, uh, tidy, the talking Titanic, you know, whatever it's like, (laughs) what? which, which I think was done. I think that's from a a joke sketch of like the Titanic cartoon. Um, but you know, Lucille is just, is a very pure 
is what well, I'm and I mean, we know how much you love Lucille because when we were trying to find an episode to pick for this, you were tur- you were pulling real hard for an episode that basically had nothing to do with Willie or any of the other characters, but was Lucille <laughs> off on her own being a seal hero, <laughs> and I had to veto you. <laughs> so you know, we get it, we get it. You like Lucille. <laughs> Well, yeah, what can I say? Uh, I'm not sure really what I expected them to sound like, but their voices were so odd, the the talking animals. <laughs> it's just, it's just like really basic white kids. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. like Willie's voice was very high-pitched. I was like, yeah. oh. You, you think you'd have more of a rich sort of like baritone? No, yeah, he sounds like, like, you, you catch like a middle school kid. <laughs> yeah, at one point uh, they're explaining oil spills to Willie, and he goes, "Oil, yuck! I got some on me once. It's gross." <laughs> it's such a, it's such an after-school special. <laughs> it's well, even uh, like at the beginning, like talking about after-school special when they were playing hide and seek in the and water. It's about echolocation. Yeah, and Jesse said he didn't have to peek; he used echolocation. Which to me, so yeah, Echo, so they were playing. They're playing Marco. They're playing Marco Polo, and Willie uses echolocation to catch them. And Lucille accuses him of cheating, and, and then they, mm-hmm. we got a little lesson. That's still cheating, bro. Yeah, yeah and then also later, <laughs> also later, Willie says, Willie says later, I, I didn't use my echolocation. I peeked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> he he is a cheater, cheater, grunting eater. I think we have to mm-hmm. concede. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God, I, that is my. It's got to be one of my like least favorite things of all weird cartoon tropes is them just taking a common saying and making it a little nastier just (laughs) just changing it for no reason just make just changing it yeah to make it feel topical or 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 part of their thing yeah flounders in the night yeah it's it's just the worst fish police again you think free willy you think willy lives in fish city Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> well, something else about Willie that Willie does is um, also along that sort of after school special vein is this like awkward uh, insertion of whale facts into <laughs> things that he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They work. They work these little extra lines about like, well, if I was one ton heavier, I that would have gotten me or. Like, it's a good thing I, you know, have to surface right now for air, as whales often have to do. Like, as a whale. They never find uh, natural moments to work in interesting whale facts, but I think they have a quota of whale facts that they have to get in every episode to sort of keep the educational bent. Yeah, undoubtedly. I I have a theory about Dr. Elliot. I think he's actually a moron. Uh, and the reason why is that <laughs> when they go, so they go into his lab in the awesome like sub basement under yeah under some it's like under his cabin in <laughs> the <street laughs> tunnel system. But he says when they go <laughs> they go down there, where is that light switch? He's in his own lab. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like yeah. this guy's an idiot. <laughs> More, uh, that's also- why I think. That's why I think like. I'm pretty sure that's why, like, I, I find the Marlene's Marlene storyline, the Marlene and Dr. Elliot storyline really suspect because she's like, he's so great. He's so brilliant. He's so smart. Where's that light switch? Uh, also, but here's the other thing. He's testing his oil shit in a cave that is connected to the ocean. To the ocean. 
He's yeah. pouring oil directly into this like scale model. He's got the scale model of the city of the the town, the like Plunkett Sound. Um, and then they immediately say that it's connected to the rest of the ocean. So mm-hmm. he's just dumping oil in there and then <laughs> trying shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? What even uh, heck are you doing? Something else that I feel is really important for us to mention is the fact that uh, Dr. Elliot is wearing this like V-neck sweater with a button up underneath kind mm-hmm. of peeking out. He's got a, you know, a real kind of square vibe to him. Mm-hmm. He's a dark ass. Yeah. And when the machine dresses up as him and has the mask on, it's like, okay, it's it's Dr. Elliot. He takes the mask off, and now there's a cyborg man's head on a, <laughs> on a fucking V-neck sweater. And it's pretty great to look at. <laughs> like, I was really into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That was uh, really good. So the machine's plot is to create an oil spill now. Uh, so he diverts a tanker and gets the tanker to crash on the rocks and start spilling oil in the area, um, recreating this sort of Exxon Valdez sort of situation that happened in the area like f- a few years prior. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he's going to like dress up like the doctor and go up to this like small town meeting and ransom the town for $10 million. <laughs> It it plays like like if you were to do this now, they'd they would either not write this scene or they'd write this scene to be an Austin Powers reference. But mm-hmm. at the time, it's not. He just comes it's not up ironic. and he says, "It's not ironic." He just says, "Of course, I'd expect some compensation. Say ten million dollars." <laughs> and then the whole town gasps, and mm-hmm. and they play it straight, <laughs> like. It's on one it's hand, amazing. on one hand, I kind of respect his gumption because you think about the kind of money that FEMA can give out for disaster <laughs> relief. Mm-hmm. And I feel like getting that government money is, <laughs> you know, is like decent, you know, like this isn't coming from from people. This would be like federally federally appropriated funds for. Clean, yeah, right. Because think. government money doesn't come from people. It's just it's money like bank robbers who are like nobody, you know, nobody make a fuss about this. This is all this money's insured. It's the bank's money, not yours. Right. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he doesn't get it. I mean, yeah, we'll go. We'll go into that. I just I, I still want to know how this disguise works, because the mayor literally <laughs> touches his hands and he's got fake you know, a fake skin yeah. on a robot hand, and she's like holding his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, you know, they find out obviously that he's been that he's been replaced by the machine, and everyone kind of sends, you know, they split up to try and go solve this this problem. And the one that I find most interesting is that <laughs> Lucille is essentially made a a traffic cop for sea mm-hmm. animals. Like a and she goes around. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a little hat with the yeah, lamp we... on it. <laughs> she takes it so seriously. Yeah. And she's like going around telling all the dolphins like, no, this place is dangerous. Go home. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's charming, but also really stupid. <laughs> it's real dumb. <laughs> yeah. And when they're down there, Jesse and, um, William, free William, down there with the, with Lucille when she's directing traffic, and um, Jesse says something like, uh, "Blackmailing a whole town does not seem like the machine's mo." And Lucille says, "Mo? What do you mean?" It's just very sweet. Yeah, and then they don't tell us. 
No, they don't tell you. <laughs> She's like, what's an MO? And he's just like, yeah, you yeah. know. Well, it's modus operandi. Oh, fun fact. Yeah. Don't have a joke on that. It's just, that's what it nope, is. No, that's just it. <laughs> they they kind of lucked into a charming character with Lucille, because I feel like mm-hmm. if the if the voice actor was more grating, like could easily mm-hmm. have been expected in an early 90s cartoon. I mean, this is 1992, right? So uh-huh. if it was if it was worse, like even just a, a slight iota worse performance, Lucille would be really frustrating. But it's not. And so we kind mm-hmm. of like we get those warm fuzzies from her. Yeah. See, now you're coming over to my side. <laughs> my side of the ocean. <laughs> nice and warm here in my pocket of the ocean. Yuck. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pee in the pool. <laughs> Hanging out that's how you get the that's how we get so we get the electrolytes in the ocean for the seals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the other the other aspect of this uh, mission to save the town is we have um, Jesse and Willie going underwater and checking out the going through the cave to into the grotto where the professor's lab is, and uh, that's when he comes across uh, Elliot being uh kidnapped by the goop by the goo goods um i think, he says, I think, I think in the yeah. scene he called the, the somebody calls him slob goblins <laughs> slob goblins <laughs> is my favorite <laughs> it's so good oh uh, they're yeah. called amphinids amphinids everyone please use their real name yeah it's like slob they tried to give them the science name like they're real but they're definitely slob goblins sorry andy was that your hank hill correcting people on amphinids it was kind of like i guess it was somewhere between hank hill and and that character from big mouth uh whatever her name is oh oh yeah oh they're called oh, missy <laughs> missy <laughs> um they're called infinites andrew oh. <laughs> slob goblin <laughs> oh yeah slob uh when these infinites run they don't have legs right i mean they're 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 little goo boys they're they're goo yeah, children they're piles of goo and they're they that don't Pokemon have grimer they're grimers exactly and they do instead of running they do the most aggressive hopping i've ever seen animated <laughs> yeah unlike uh, they don't they don't like squelch everywhere like you think they might they hop uh, i don't know even some sort of weird anime like animation hey. budget saving like, popsicle stick jump like remember remember when you used to like when you when you put your you, you stood up in your sleeping bag and you hopped around like, no, it's, like, it's like you're a worm just like it's that. like when you're holding a, a a toy or a doll or a lego guy and you want to simulate moving you just like hop them like you just yeah. hop them. no ambulation whatsoever just... <laughs> these are they're so incredible uh, yeah. But they they win. I guess they all fall asleep for some reason. Like the doctor yawns and then they yawn and then they fall the slob asleep. Slob goblins are only awake for about two hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. And then apparently they're made of goo and goo is gross like oil. So this formula works on goo them too. Is gross like oil. <laughs> <laughs> so they use the formula and freeze them or or make them hard. I don't want to say that. Um, <laughs> too uh, late. I said it. I said it. It's out there. It's on the. It's on the podcast. Uh, and then they they get away, and they and everybody's safe. And uh, as a final like fuck you, the uh, the machine destroys all the doc's notes and equipment and stuff, so that he has to like start from scratch mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. But they get kind of a nice lesson out of it. 
because mm-hmm. uh, Marlene's like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I wouldn't blame the doc if he just gave up. And he's like, no, that's bullshit. Like, this is just temporary setback. Like, yeah, we, we all we all got to solve these problems for our planet, no matter how long it takes. So we're going to do that. Yeah. And he also says was- something kind of like a little too intimate for a student that he had for two months, which was. <laughs> I thought I taught you better than that. Yeah, because I'm telling you, those two, <laughs> those two had some undersea had some undersea mischief. Ooh. Those two were uh, speaking of undersea canoodling mischief, in the boot of a canoe. Speaking of undersea mischief, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, our main character, a young boy Jesse, uh, when he's diving and he's he's trying to stop the the leak with a barrel of the the super formula, he has mm-hmm. a knife. <laughs> And he yeah, uses mm-hmm. a knife to stab a barrel open. And I just want to say, this might be the first time we've had a child character who has a knife. And uh, <laughs> yeah. is going to provide a very strong um, a role model to young kids who want to convince their parents to get them a knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Good point. It was one of the only like moments of the show I kind of thought was well thought out. Uh, in a <laughs> Where he, because he, he stabs the barrel three times. And mm. as a show that I just told you about how, like, cheaply they animate the Goo Boys, the Slob Goblins moving. <laughs> uh, uh, he takes the time to stab, you know, stab the barrel a couple times in different locations to get it to really, like, spread quicker. And yeah. That is cool. I thought it was a, a, nice, a nice little touch. Yeah. And he looks he looks kind of cool doing it. Yeah, he looks, he looks, he's got a little bit of the little Johnny Quest going on for a moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, God, he's so I, much no, dumber really than do... Johnny Quest, though. Because knives are cool. <laughs> so much dumber. <laughs> so, so what lessons can we take from this show for Earth Day? For Earth Day, um, you know, always spray your goo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, spray don't give up. Goo. Don't give up because the saving the Earth is like a long end game. Yeah, yeah. it's going to take a long yeah. time. Uh, and whales it, it make, whales make good violence. friends, and we should keep them close. Yeah, whales, mm-hmm. best friends. Yeah, perhaps, and co- uh, perhaps, yeah. Don't get so attached to a summer professor that taught you for a couple months. <laughs> taught uh, you in quotation marks. <laughs> taught me to be a, a a skilled and attentive lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That lesson's not really for Earth Day. Because he says something he says something to the machine. Dr. Elliot says something to the machine, like, (laughs) if only your ethics were as advanced as your technology. It's like who who's unethical now? Subtext by you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. I I wanna I wanna end out just on one one last line that they had. Uh, a few actually end end lines in the show. Um Willie says, Where, "Smoke him if you the, got him at the end," and it's very funny. <laughs> no, the the professor says he's gonna when he remakes his formula. He says, "Don't worry, I'll rediscover that formula, and this time it won't be gross." <laughs> How about we make it lime green? <laughs> lime green, and I guess Jesse has some sort of strong opinion on that. I don't really get the joke. I, mean, I think maybe they just th- they thought that they built a, a bigger a bigger thing about how Jesse didn't like how the color he orange like, he didn't like yucky stuff. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it really falls flat. But mm-hmm. my the line that happened at the end of the episode for me that I laughed out loud at was the machine in his mm. uh, mini sub. He has sort of been foiled <laughs> and he's talking to his goo boys again. And he says, I guess you might say I'm a sore loser, but it is my only 
character flaw. That's what I'm saying. The machine is the hero. He's I'm not sure why that character. was so funny <laughs> to me. I think it's because he seemed like he's pretty self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's, he's nicely self-aware, but also saying I'm a sore loser. It's my only character fault. That's like saying, hmm, I'm weak. That's my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, he's the main villain of the show, so it's not his only character flaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just but it's I, funny. I love it. Yeah. I love that's what I, that's what I think is funny. It's like the the mixture of self awareness and like not getting it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he really missed the mark. Go By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers magnified, and he's fighting on the planet side. All right, I know you've been waiting. This is you, we we talked for a long time about a show you'd never heard of and never watched, and now we're going to talk about a show you've almost definitely seen because who could escape Captain Planet? This is Captain Planet season three, episode one, Greenhouse Planet, and I've got a summary for you because uh, unlike last show, we probably don't need to go super deep into the lore of Captain Planet. You kind of no, already you know get it. it. It's those five teens, and they got rings, and those rings make a dude, and that dude is awesome. <laughs> the rings make a dude, those and the dude is rings make a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Whoopi Goldberg is there, and she's Earth. I'm made of rings. <laughs> yeah. And this is the episode we watched. Uh, when Dr. Blight convinces the president of the United States to let her create a fuel for a spaceship trip to Venus, the planeteers try to change his mind by showing him the accelerated greenhouse effects from f- the fuel's emissions. Mal, however, takes control of the rockets and sends Kwame, Mati, and the president to crash land on Venus while an underpowered Captain Planet must save the rest of the planeteers. Yeah, it's 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 weird for a, an educational show to take such a hard stance against traveling the the cosmos. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of like stuff that maybe doesn't play as well anymore in this episode. Like at one point yeah. they take a real shit on nuclear power. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's okay. a pretty clean power nowadays. <laughs> like backing up though, really quick, the the intro of the show. Um, is narrated by LeVar Burton. And yes. mm-hmm. I don't know if there is any voice that calms me more <laughs> that sort of finds a deep, like, inner sense of calm than hearing LeVar Burton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Has anybody else listened to his podcast? No, I've I never, no. He reads, he reads short stories. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like reading Rainbow for grown-ups. Oh, cool. yeah. 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 It sounds amazing. That. that sounds really nice. <laughs> But yeah, it yeah, starts off that, in a very, very nice, warm place because you've got Jordy and Guinan in this show, and they're <laughs> just very, very nice, nice people. Well, if Rory will allow me just a, a brief moment to talk about the voice actors, uh, there's, there's, I never realized the cast of this show. It's got some people who show up in, in unexpected places. So yeah, uh, so we got Lavar Burton right as Kwame. But uh, Linka is our girl, Kath Susie, who's all over the place. But we watched uh, the, the the Sonic Sonic Saddam show. She was Sally. Oh, and, wasn't that show know, canceled she, uh, to make way for the And then like Mati is Scott Menville, who's like Robin on Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like this is like it's weird. Like the, it's also it's also again kind of strange because this is an era where we didn't get a ton of uh, appropriate casting. <laughs> Uh, so, no. so, so LeVar Burton is Kwame. Sure. Maybe, but like Scott Menville is Mati. I'm not really buying that. Uh, and yeah, then he's doing a very sort of South American kind of weird affect on that voice, mm-hmm. putting a little bit of spin on it. I don't really appreciate. <laughs> well, and, and, and what, what pray tell is the South American accent? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it's kind of like, like the recent news about uh, it wasn't Fox News. Where they oh said, yeah, the three Mexican countries. The three Mexican <laughs> yeah, countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a Fox uh, News uh, version of <laughs> Latin America. Yeah, I, I never really I, buy those mistakes as accidental, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of wish we were watching a little season one because apparently Doctor Blight was voiced by Meg Ryan. What? Uh, in season no one, <laughs> but in in season three and a little later, uh, Doctor Blight's voiced by Mary Kay Bergman, who is the original voice of like every female character on South Park. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, oh, so. no, I thought I... she sounded. Her voice reminded me of familiar. of like of like Amy Sedaris if she was a real estate agent. Like like if you go back and listen to it, she, she, the, in this episode, like I got, I got a little Amy Sedaris vibe. But like if she were like like a bougie white lady, mm-hmm. like really bougie, like really bougie. Yeah. Kind of like her on, on BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can't miss him. He's phoning it in on another horrible cartoon <laughs> yet again. Tim Curry as Mal. <laughs> uh, just really not given a good performance. <laughs> and yet so entertaining. <laughs> but it's just so it's so nice to hear Tim Curry on another horrible show we're watching mm-hmm. because he just shows up everywhere that we we do, we don't expect someone also, of his not caliber. The first time, not the first time Tim Curry has appeared on a video monitor cackling about sending people to space. <laughs> I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space. And it's a fun show. It's fun. It's entertaining. I remember how much I loved watching this show. I did not remember how nuts this is, though. I mean, maybe we picked <laughs> an especially ridiculous episode. <laughs> but like, try to find one. Yeah. But this one has kind of that, like, you know, a little early, but like it has the Spielberg, like Animaniacs energy a bit to this one. Like in its jokes and some of the line delivery, like this is pretty it's a pretty wacky kind of episode that we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all it needed is like a xylophone backing score and then we're kind of <laughs> right in there. Yeah. Uh but we should we should really we should we should definitely focus in on Prez. We gotta talk about the Prez. <laughs> we gotta mm-hmm. talk about that Prez. About Mr. I P. mean I love the the opening is also with a reporter, like it was for Free Willy. Mm, that's a fun true. that's a fun that's a fun trope. I think it's a strong trope for these environmental shows. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy info dump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You just the get a reporter. Then I have to have the whale plot. itself teach you about its own yeah. location. headlines. <laughs> the funny thing about this episode, though, is that online says that he's the president of the United States, but in the episode, it never says United States. The reporter says the president oh, yeah. of this country and of your country. country. Yeah. She's like, in your yeah. country. You can't do both of those things. You can't. You can't try and be like, oh, we're not going to say America. It could be anywhere. But then give him a southern accent and make Bush jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally say Bush and you do his quotes. Like he says, like, yeah. I'm, f- I'm so bushed. At the end, like, he says, I'm so bushed. He's tired. <laughs> yeah, because you're Bush senior. You're literally Bush senior. 
it's so they funny. do a weird thing with the voice actor in that too i don't know if it's just the quality of the recording i was watching but it sounds like they were getting his audio from a different place like it was like <laughs> yeah. a weird voice actor or like a weird guest mm-hmm. like when they actually get an athlete to come on somewhere and you can tell that they're great right. at voice acting and they yeah it uh-huh. just sound like they're doing a line reading I don't know if right. they just brought in like a weird Bush senior impressionist and <laughs> well, it kind of sounded it, like a just, guy who did a, uh, voices later on Animaniacs. I, I didn't look that mm-hmm. one up, but it sounded like the guy they always got to do Bill Clinton. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in all he in all those pivoted. shows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did a smart. You know, really funny is it? This episode came out in what like September '92, and then it was like like November of '92 that <laughs> George H. W. Bush lost gone. the election to Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, none it of the... It definitely dates, uh, it dates itself in the in that kind of, like, two-month period. But it's funny in that regard, because the whole episode is kind of about literally trying to change George Bush's mind about energy and about climate change. Right. <laughs> he is not going <laughs> to listen to reason. At one point, they, they ask him point blank, like, what's going to change your mind? And he, like, changes the subject. He's he, They're like, what's going to change your mind? And he's like, oh, it's so hot in here. <laughs> Can I? This is a, maybe a bit of an aside, but you uh, talk about the president. Uh, you know, mentioning the president sort of dates itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've seen any media mention mention Donald Trump as the president in the last two years. Like besides the news, like mm. nobody's like, "Who's the president this year?" <laughs> they just they just completely because ign- <laughs> he's literally a Captain Planet villain. <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they don't. They want their meat. They want their show to still sell Blu-rays like five years from now. If, you know, and and not have people just be like, "Oh God, they mentioned they mentioned that man." Oh, that's that so, right. so unsettling. Yeah, but it is. It's so funny. Like this is twenty four, twenty five, twenty six years ago. I don't know. I can't count. Twenty seven years ago at this point, almost thirty years. Yeah. We're still having these conversations and we still got a president who doesn't believe in global warming. It's very, uh, it's very, it's very relevant. <laughs> yeah, it, that was that was that was difficult to watch. You know, what doesn't change in all those years, though, is since we see that news broadcast of the president talking and Kwame is shouting at the TV and like, what about the carbon dioxide that will release? It acts like an invisible blanket heating up the whole planet. Take it easy, Kwame. You know, he can't hear you. <sighs> I know. Yeah, you can't handle it. Who hasn't shouted at CNN um, at the president? And and somebody's like, well, he can't hear you. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm mad. I'm allowed to be mad. Uh, Maybe you should shout louder, huh? Like, okay, shut mm. up. So I guess guess Dr. Blight. So Dr. Blight has made herself uh, the president's, like, science advisor somehow. Uh, He didn't check her credentials. Um. But her whole plan, we're led to believe, is to make Earth too hot for humans. Well, and it, describes it, as a, it describes it as an experiment, her experiment to make Earth too hot for humans. <laughs> like, what's the outcome of that going to be? <laughs> the game plan of all of the, you know, whatever, the the bad people, the polluting people is, you know, not super well fleshed out, I don't think. No, not really. They're, uh, what are they, what the fuck are they called? Sorry, the eco-villains. The eco, mm. okay. Eco that's, what they, that's what they're called. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're sort of, we open the action and she has convinced the president to open this new like mega power plant to burn oil and 
everybody's worried that it's going to cause a bunch of CO2 greenhouse stuff. And the president's like, I don't believe in that. And the, the I guess, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, a thing that really happens in real life, but they're going to inaugurate this power plant by smashing a champagne bottle on it like a like a <laughs> ship. <laughs> like a like a maiden voyage of a new of a new ocean liner. <laughs> but the ship but the, or but the the bottle doesn't have champagne in it. It's got rocket fuel in it. <laughs> it's a wine trap of some kind. Yeah. And they all just cough. They're like, "Oh, oh, oh rocket fuel." Like, oh, wait, now you guys go to the doctor. Do you want to see my cool new rocket? <laughs> <laughs> I I got to say I love Dr. Blight's whole vibe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She I'm, looks like a young. She looks like a young Glenn Close with a skunk strip yeah. in the front. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting like. Is that the name of that hairstyle the, or the a skunk stripe? <laughs> I've never heard it named, but I don't know. I, I mean, that's just what I call it. I, yeah. Uh, no, it's <laughs> totally apt. It. It's that's absolutely <laughs> it's like apt. I knew exactly what you meant. I just don't know the name. I'm just of getting. Things. I'm getting powerful lesbian energy from Doctor Blake, <laughs> and I'm totally here yeah. for it. I am. It's like. <laughs> I am also here for it. <laughs> She's got this great three-piece suit. Um, and it's pink. You know, it's pink. Yeah. No, she just has very strong energy about I, her. I think the the pink suit is what's really giving me those Glenn Close vibes, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that, it's like a that waistcoat. Whole, yeah, it's real good. And so the president, Prezi, Mr. Prez, <laughs> Prez baby, he wants to go to Venus. PB? Like, PB. PB wants to go to Venus and I guess they're sending like a test rocket and it's not going to be manned. Uh, but through some hilarious, crazy things that go on in the first act, first act of this episode, uh, Kwame, Mati and Prez end up on this rocket, like heading straight for Venus. Oops. So we got to talk about how they get there, because yeah. the greatest <laughs> line in the entire yes. episode happens <laughs> Um, in the process, because we have uh, Mati and Kwame, uh, they, the other planeteers use like wind and water distraction to sneak them over the barbed wire fence into this facility, um, while the other planeteers distract the security. And so can Mati I, and Kwame... I also, can I also say that like to get there, they're in a, a, like a, a copter? And then this, yeah. this is definitely like pre-9-11, because <laughs> they're trying to fly a helicopter into a power plant. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like there's no one like shooting them out of the sky <laughs> oh i know they were so hard about to get shot for looking yeah. like a serious attack on the president yeah <laughs> and they told him that the security guards had joined the motorcade to get into the building like yeah. there's no security there's no actual security in this is there uh-uh what, a no. time. what they what happens is kwame and mati are looking after looking at the president and needing to get to him and saying he's like yeah he's not gonna listen to anybody except dr blight (laughs) and that's when the best line comes in that we'll have to (laughs) drop in um and mati says i know something that any president must listen to wasps (laughs) 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 they see a wasp nest and he uses heart to take all the wasps and to, to, you know, get those get those dirty stinging bees all up in there. Because if you if you really need someone to listen to, you just send a, a flock of angry bees at them. You know the rule oh. that presidents have to listen to bees? <laughs> 
<laughs> I like oh. Dr. Blight's response is, look out, they're going to sting us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no shit, Doc. No shit. Oh, so funny. Yeah, there's like a there's like a 10 second countdown that's like the slowest 10 seconds in my entire life. Um it's 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 it almost st- stretches my disbelief on the normal like I'm watching a movie and they're doing a countdown and it's going to take longer than the time like it's mm-hmm. like every every second is 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then uh as the rocket is kind of taking off and the planeteers the other ones are watching from the ground they all summon Captain Planet. Uh, which I guess they don't have to be standing next to each other to do. No, no. Uh, be- before what? that happens, uh, there's a they're worried about the rocket, and I think it's Linka, the Eastern European planeteer, says they will be burned to a crust. And then fucking Wheeler <laughs> has to come in while people are dying and says that's crisp, burned to a crisp. You fucking idiot. Maybe like, maybe learn our on, language. Wheeler. You know, before you're in here, you better one, know English. In seasons one and two, Linka was from the Soviet Union, and then in season yeah. three, she's from Eastern Europe, which is really funny. Yeah, yeah. Also, the uh, ring sounds we call Captain Planet is like like really creepy, like ASMR. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that? I yeah. got it. It was I got uh, the tingles. Gave me those tingles. <laughs> Did you feel it all? <laughs> Also, I don't know if no one's pointed out yet that this episode has a lot of really good puns. <laughs> because, um, it does. Yeah, I think it's Dr. Blight says, um, the mileage isn't great on this rocket, but its pickup is out of this world. That's a groaner. Mal says, the rocket will bring you to new heights of popularity. Uh, it's a rocket. Uh, get it. It's a that's, that's two groans. You're two for two. Two for two on the groaners. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure that those puns just made you squirm worse than the. Whole. <laughs> I don't know. You're not. You're not making a lot of friends on the podcast, Annie Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna summon the captain now. I'm gonna summon the captain. <laughs> the power is yours. Earth, water, wind. yours now <laughs> feel it feel the power oh god <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop <laughs> so they summon captain planet they summon it they summon him and he shows up and he's as extra as always uh he just speaks in catchphrases all the time but and this is this took me a minute to understand what the hell was going on the rocket takes off and uh kwame and mati uh, who, of course, are uh, their Earth and Heart, and they can't. They get too far away from Earth for Captain Planet to take their to like give their powers back. Uh, and so he's kind of a, a Captain Planet ends up in this like half summoned, half powered space. It's yeah. kind of odd. Like it's he sort of cool. he he, mm-hmm. he gives the th- he gives the powers back to the other three kids when they try and like despawn him or whatever. But the other two are too far away, and so he's like, he he, he they they color him less saturated for the rest. Yeah, of yeah, he's like it's moment. almost like pa- it's like pastel Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a cool thing. Um, I like it when these shows come up with limitations and hard rules for their magic, 
And you, you like a good magic system? I like, I the like magic a good system. magic system. <laughs> I like the magic system in Captain Planet. Um, but it, it's kind of cool where, where the rule is that, you know, they give their power away to mm-hmm. create him and then he right. can give it back when he's gone. And so they can't use their powers because Captain Planet's mm-hmm. there. And if they can't, you know, they get far away from Earth. They can't, like, mm-hmm. use like it. Like they get and, out of signal range <laughs> yeah yeah they get a signal range of gaia and, and all that power and like i don't know clear limits creates good drama it's and cool. also great puns because Gaia says you don't have the power of wind anymore when he tries to fly and he says what a come down what's the deal with wind <laughs> and so on this on this rocket they basically they pass the time between earth and venus on their trip with Mati and, and and Kwame still trying to convince the Prez about global warming and him still being like, no, I, I need don't proof. buy it. That's just <laughs> bad economics. No, no, no. <laughs> and, and it takes like a weird vision from Captain Planet and Gaia showing him like all of this like scare tactic stuff about global warming for him to buy it. <laughs> um, but it, okay, but it they... goes so far into <laughs> like goes so far. junk <laughs> evolution science that's so bad it totally removes all credibility that they have. <laughs> well, and it honestly makes climate change look amazing. it makes global warming sound awesome because it's like you're gonna have these like dolphin walrus hybrids you're gonna have like (laughs) you know you're gonna have birds and live underwater horses (laughs) with humps weird hairless monkeys i think my favorite part that was the rhyme where he says hong kong is long gone yeah (laughs) global warming is gonna take a bite out of the big apple (laughs) And if all the god. tourists to Venice are going to be scuba diving. <laughs> oh my god. It's and and it finally it they finally get through his big thick skull when they show him Venus and they're like, "Dude, look how hot and desert Venus is." And the president That's of the United States planet. says, "How come?" <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. Are you six? Like what the fuck, dude? You mean the earth why could end come, up like Mr. this? Planet? oh man it's It's just that it's such we also need to talk about mal we need to talk about mal because Mm -hmm. mal is the other villain in this episode and that's tim curry who's like an ai malevolent ai creature yeah and he has infected the spaceship you guys get it it yeah, Mal. It? yeah. <laughs> Just got it. Uh, and they it's sending it on a crash course to Venus, so they can't like divert the flight or anything, let alone how orbital mechanics work or anything like that. But sure, sure, sure. Oh, um, somebody just got a new doctorate degree. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's got a PhD in space. Got a PhD in a lot too much Kerbal Space Program. Uh, but Mal, ha- Mal just is is great i think we just need to drop in all of his great lines um oh i'm gonna <laughs> drop all of them in <laughs> oh, please. just know that he does refer to the president as prez old boy not once but at least twice yeah <laughs> that's a hot one prez old boy naughty naughty prez old boy <laughs> oh my god he oh. at one point he gets so fed up with them that he just starts trying to shoot them all with laser guns 
And then <laughs> he's he's done in in the end because a monkey unplugs his power cord. Uh, <laughs> <Suchi>. So <laughs> yeah. so thanks, Suchi. Um, that that those are laser guns that are mounted into this like you know government spaceship that mm-hmm. yeah. Why are there laser guns on the inside? <laughs> Why are there laser guns on the inside? <laughs> I'm beginning to not trust my own government a little bit. Oh, hold mm. on a minute. <laughs> oh. It's okay. it's just it's a ride. It's so much fun. It is and a ride. Also, the space chairs in the shuttle—they do look like dicks. Anybody else notice how phallic those chairs look? They did look I like big penises. I was hoping <laughs> that I could forget that, and then you brought it up. So yes, now I did. Now it's there forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Giant so wieners. They, <laughs> so they, they get uh, they get on their way on their way back from Venus. Uh, they defeat Mal, and back on Earth. Captain Planet is confronting Dr. Blight and he walks up and she sees that he's weakened and her line is the mighty Captain Planet looks like he's been demoted to private planet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he's like, a military. Is he? Your military, military rank went down, but there was no pun at the end. Like you said it like a joke. <laughs> And no we one have laughed. a lot of those in Sky Surfer. <laughs> yeah, it's a real Sky Surfer Strike Force moment, and I don't know. This all this all ends. They get they get Doctor Blight uh, captured, and the president comes back, and he instantly orders the plant shut down. She's like, "Prez, baby, be reasonable. If you don't like burning oil, says, I've got a great nuclear plant for you." You know how you talk to the president. <laughs> Prez, and he says baby. something like, "Get this woman out of my face," or something. Yeah. <laughs> And Read my lips, Mr. President. Oh. oh my God! Yeah. So, so Kwame, he asks, he asks Kwame, he's like, "Tell me more about this, like, solar and wind power stuff." And Kwame says, "Read my lips, Mr. President. They work." <laughs> and then everyone laughs because we're we're still well, trying to act like this could be the president of any com- country, but right. but uh, but we're just gonna quote. Bush Senior again, so that's the fun. best part of that is immediately after the the actor playing Bush Senior there um, <laughs> kind of chuckles and talks to himself, kind of like, oh, huh, hey, oh, that was good, that was that was he said my thing, yeah, hear that? Is it, is it the thing I, is it the thing I say? <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then we hit the credits, uh, smash to original idea by Ted Turner, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. which. Was is a little wild to see that the like executive of the of the company like cook cook this one up, kind of <laughs> well, like getting to the end of the Simpsons being like original idea by Rupert Murdoch like yeah, <laughs> it's also kind of bullshit because it was co created by Ted Turner and Barbara Pyle and Barbara oh. Barbara Pyle is the one who talks about like. How the, you know, how she came up with the five planeteers because she met a bunch of like they're like based on people that she knew. And like like to say that the original idea by Ted Turner really takes the the, you know, the woman Barbara (laughs) Pyle out of the fucking equation, Uh, which, you know, I mean, it's it's classic Ted Turner, though. (laughs) Yeah. What do we think about Earth in, 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 you know, in reference to Earth Day? What what do we Mm. learn? What do we learn? Yeah. Don't go to Venus. Uh, don't go to Venus. <laughs> don't trust champagne bottles. Wait a minute, but I thought women were from there, and shouldn't mm, that be a yeah. really cool place? Don't go to Venus. You can come from there. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, I think I learned that uh, Republican presidents are historically not friendly to the environment. 
That's true. That They're what? not amenable. <laughs> amenable to Is that what our, I learned? Our That's planetary learned. needs. I learned that yeah. Republican presidents maybe also just don't know that Venus is closer to the sun than Earth and is hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, is, that is pretty likely, I would say, for our current, our current situation. <laughs> um, I think for Earth Day, don't trust someone who looks like Glenn Close <laughs> in a pink suit with his gun yeah. stripe. She seemed yeah. like suspect from the get-go. I, mean, I don't know. I, I guess... He did make a lot of mistakes. Mr. Prez made a lot of flubs when he was hiring, <laughs> but um, seemed like that was kind of a big one. Yeah, we don't even address why he put that scary AI in his own spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because he doesn't know anything about science. <laughs> yeah, you gotta gotta be better on your cabinet appointments, dog. <laughs> yeah, seriously, she's like the she's like the like an evil Betsy DeVos, but in space. <laughs> so Betsy, yeah, Betsy DeVos. She's just Betsy DeVos. And she's the Captain Planet Betsy DeVos in space. Uh, I also learned that maybe if we want uh, our current president to listen to some environmentally friendly policies, all we have to do is send bees. Yes. Just and also send shoot him the at bees. Venus. <laughs> shoot him at a planet that the surface is 800 degrees. An army of wasps will really speak truth to power. <laughs> All right, well, I'm back at high school. They let me go back and do it again. I was so good at it the first time. I get to do it, get to do round two. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm going to have to hang up. I'm going to have to take off uh, from this little, little, you know, whatever's going on here. You got to get to Algebra so 1. I got to get to Algebra 1. I got to start learning my math again. <laughs> and start More like algebra because you're a longshoreman. I'm sorry, did you just I'm say a- schlongshoreman? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Uh, that's what you are now. <laughs> the algae joke was so funny. <laughs> yeah, but they called him a schlongshoreman. <laughs> Pobody's nerfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I like I like that Rory put a theme in this episode anyway. Even uh, you know, even if it's just about Rory, the theme of this episode is that Rory was high school king, <laughs> and that he and was. also Earth Day, and also Earth Day Earth was Day. the friends we made along the way. I agree. Like Annie, like Annie Jansen. Aww. How did you How did you like watching these these shows? They're great. The especially Captain Planet was very nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, the, the Free Willy. I like. It's such a deviation from the original film that I was like, I can't. I can't. It's kind of like when you know, it's, as a vegan, I don't know if you know that I'm a vegan. Um, oh wow! That what <laughs> that um, whenever you eat something that's supposed to be like something else, like fake cheese, mm. you're like. You can't think of it as cheese. You have to be like, this is a thing that's kind of like cheese, you know? So I had that experience this with this. <laughs> this is nut paste. I had Someone that sneezed out some cashews. With Free Willy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. The off, it's the Kroger brand Free Willy. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like off-brand, but it's like off-off-brand that also like fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got cyborgs somewhere along the way. <laughs> Do you remember the store in Bellingham, Deals Only? Do you ever go to Deals yes. Only? Yes. Okay, I loved that store. It was so on the sign. It said Deals Only. We only have deals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys have deals?
Hey, so thanks for listening to our Earth Day special. I know Earth Day is not for, you know, most of the uh, another week, but you, you now now that you've been reminded Earth Day is coming, you can really get that that plan going and, and really do it. Do it up nice. Do it up right. I uh, wanted to thank Annie Jansen for being on here with us today. Thank you, Annie. You got anything you're you wanna, you wanna, you're working on that you want to tell anybody about? Well, I am working on a podcast that I've been doing for a while that I would love if folks would check out. It's called Interchangeable White Ladies. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about education issues, but it's general interesting topics about what's going on in the world. So highly recommend. And um, yeah, I'm also going to be teaching drama at the school where I work <laughs> next year. And if you <laughs> want to support a drama program, you should totally do that. Oh, they are just plugging to sign up for drama <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Rory's the king of high school and he's telling you you should come to drama class. He's very persuasive. I was actually thinking if you wanted to come and like support the youths, they're going to make an art. So mm-hmm. what's, the, what's would, the program? What's the school? Lincoln High School in Tacoma. All so, right. really great group of kids, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year of theater. So, highly recommend you come check it out. I love support high school theater because I always thought it was great when people came and saw shows when I was in high school, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to give that back to the to the youths. So yeah, come check it out. And then after you've checked it out, what you can do is get on your telephone, your mobile telephone, and say uh, Siri, uh, take me to sadamtuesdays.com, or you can scroll mm. around on the website. And you can you can click on a bunch of links there and be like, I'm gonna go over to iTunes, and give these guys five stars, leave a leave a fun comment, say something say something you know that everyone appreciates equally, uh, <laughs> or maybe just talk about your favorite long shlorman, schlong yeah, schlong shlorman. I can't even my say long, it. Long schlong shlorman. Long shlorman. Long shlorman. It's my friend schlong lorman. <laughs> Uh, then I don't know. Uh, check us out on tweets. Check us out on the tweetsters if you want to mm-hmm. see what's going on over there. We do some in- we're, get- we're doing some interesting stuff over on the Twitter sphere from time to time. We'll do good twitters that you'll like that you'll want to <laughs> click on. Get those irresistible clicks. Um, mm-hmm. We also uh, next week, uh, if you're listening to this um, at the time you're listening to it. Uh, next week we're going to pick up As opposed to listening st- to it at to a different time from when you're listening to <laughs> so, it. Don't worry about that too much about the things I say. Um, you know, we're going to pick Go up on. our Skyhunks arc. Uh, we are going to, we are done with Sky Surfer Strike Force and we're going to be jumping ahead with Ring Raiders. Uh, if you want to watch the first episode of Ring Raiders along with uh, the rest of Robotech, we're going to be doing that. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. And we'll put up our list of what we're watching um, on the weekend. Woo-woo. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Save the earth. <laughs>